Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. There's Jerry. Uh, this is Stuff You Should Know, the totally nude edition. <laughs> Gross. You're looking good. Well, I think you're sort of kidding. <laughs> Only, only time will tell. You want to, you want to break the news? Go ahead. Yeah, lost another tooth. I didn't want to mention it. Uh, so here's the story, because I know people are interested. In well, my, everybody likes this tooth saga of yours. In my dental woes. It's riveting, but it also like people feel for you, you know? Yeah, I think so, and I think the dentists and oral surgeons of our audience get a kick out of it. it this is the thrilling part for them. Uh, so I was on vacation, as you know, um, Isle of Palms, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, bought tons, well, not tons, pounds and pounds of seafood to cook and was having a great week grilling fish and scallops and shrimp. Nice. Did you, so you went to like the local seafood market that's like just one big long counter of seafood and it's super cold inside. Yeah. I love those places. There's always like a few bottles of Tony Cacheri's Creole seasoning. Oh, and all the local stuff. Like here's the crab boil in a Ziploc that we make. Yes. I love those places. There, nothing makes a beach vacation more than a visit to the local seafood place. Agreed. And yep. I will even shout out Simmons Seafood and Mount Pleasant Seafood. They're going to send you a box of shrimp. Well, I bought uh, unrefrigerated. <laughs> I bought a box of 100 oysters while we were there. Wow. And we uh we had oyster happy hour every night. Nice. And I learned to shuck oysters like a pro. Nice. Um and I made my own version of uh frogmore stew. Dude, one night. Can I come on vacation with you guys <laughs> next time? We we do it right, man. Uh yeah. I bought probably 7 or 8 pounds of shrimp, 5 or 6 pounds of scallops, stone crab claws, king wow. crab claws. Jeez. Flounder, snapper, salmon, you name it, dude. Do those guys have like a lien on your house now? No. Oh, I did spend a ton of money on this stuff. Oh, man. Uh, the other thing that we enjoyed was um, the dips, like crab dip oh, and shrimp yeah. dip and yep. salmon dip. Anyway, everything's speeding along. It's the final second to the last night, and I make my own uh, version of Frogmore stew, which is the, the low country boil, basically, of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bite, we have these crustinis that we baked and I, you know, my, the one tooth that I've been saying is going to go, that got hurt in college and it's been loose for whatever, 20 plus years. Right. It, and I've been afraid that my daughter's going to kick it in one day. I was just <laughs> like counting down, uh, that, that clock. And I bit into a crustini, heard the, felt the crack, mm. uh, and immediately was like, there it goes. And Emily and my friends were like, no, really? I went, oh, yeah. I know that. I know that crack. <laughs> that sucks. It does suck. Did it hurt at all? No, it never hurts. Well, that's good. Um, that is the one good thing. Like, I finished my meal very gingerly eating on the, you know, I've learned how to eat in the back of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, like a Neanderthal. You use your eyes like a frog. <laughs> they just go inside your skull to push the food down. So I made an appointment the next day. I called around. It was like, do I go home? Do I like tough out the rest of the vacation here and be stressed and go home and do it, which means I probably can't get until Friday? Or do I ruin part of a day 
my final beach day doing this locally. Uh, and so I decided to go in and get it done there. And two hours out of my day was all I wasted. Oh, wow. That's pretty, pretty good. Not bad. So big, big shout out to Apex Oral and, uh, Maxilla, uh, maxillofacial surgery and janitorial <laughs> services of, of Mount Pleasant and Dr. Charlotte Marvel. She was great. Was she marvelous? She was. And you know, when I get it done here, I go under twilight sleep, which <clears throat> I don't feel a thing and it messes me up the whole rest of the day. I'm just groggy and in bed. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. And I was like, I'd like to enjoy the beach and go out to dinner tonight. We had reservations this great place on our final night, you know, the last night dinner out deal. And uh, she said, well, I can just uh, inject you. And if you're okay with needles and, you know, I've long talked about the needle in the gums Mm -hmm. is the worst thing. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, this will also be needle in the roof of your mouth. And uh, I was like, all right, I got to do it. And she stuck me in the roof of my mouth and my eyes just started running water. And I literally said, I'm not crying. That's just a reaction. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it numbed it up so much. I didn't feel a thing. And it was kind of interesting being awake for once during this sure. procedure of uh, yeah. extraction and uh, bone. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, bone, bone fracking. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because now I've learned when they um, when they take out a tooth, now the the best practices are you immediately graft bone to it. Yes, because you lose it so quickly. Pocket protection you, is what it's you, called. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so nerdy, awesome. I love it. But man, it is a rough procedure. They are so rough, and now I know why they knock you out because they don't want you to know how rough they are with you. Yeah, I felt like I was getting assaulted. Yeah. Yeah, they don't play. Dentists don't play. And that's not to knock Dr. Marvel. She did great. I mean, you got to get in there and do it, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I was literally on the beach two hours later with a gin and tonic. That's great, man. (laughs) That is really great. Good story. Story had it all. Yeah. Had food, Uh surgery. Yeah, the beach. Dentist with a great name. (laughs) The beach, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, and also, uh, this also means for people coming to see us on tour uh, for the remainder of the year, I'm not even bothering with the insert tooth. Thank goodness, because I had to sit there with it right next to me, staring, staring at, at me during each show. <laughs> nah, I'm used to it by now. I'm just going to bubba it up for the next nine months or whatever. <laughs> They're going to love it. We should start charging double for tickets then. We should. Um, yeah. So thank you for indulging that story. Well, I, it leads to a, a burning question that I've been trying to ask this whole time. Uh-huh. Were you nude <laughs> on the beach at any point? No. No nude beach at Isle of Palm, huh? No. I thought about during uh, a nighttime ocean swim doing it uh, al grande. Is that how they say that? Yes. But then I thought, you know what? I'm being sort of brave swimming in the ocean at night anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to have things exposed. There's something really creepy about swimming at night in the ocean, particularly. Agreed. But I did it and it's great. Yeah. It's really like, I think that's part of the exhilaration is, I don't know what's out here. Yeah. I guess as long as you say, and I don't care, I'm just going to enjoy myself then it would be enjoyable. Yeah. But I did keep saying, but at least I've got my pants on. Right. Well, my pants. Well, I did have pants on. I had tuxedo pants on. <laughs> oh, but there's a lot of uh, what? I had tuxedo pants on, as is per tradition at Isle of Palms. Oh, okay. 
to cover your junk from the sea turtles. Yeah, that's what you do at night. You swim on the beach in tux pants. Right. So this is that's almost the exact opposite then of a traditional nude beach, which is what we're talking about. Today. You ever been to one? I have. Did you I go have. nude? Uh there, no, I went and visited. I just went and looked for a second. Oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, no, but I wasn't like oh, poking people with a stick or anything like that. Right. Like I just went to see like, okay, what is this? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what really drew me over to look. Um, you and I were down in Florida mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a nude beach. It's a clothing optional and I believe unofficial nude beach at the Canaveral National Seashore. I've been there. And, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We'll share our stories. Okay. And, um, like we drove down at one point just, just to kind of see, you know, and sure enough, there was a woman walking around just wearing shorts and that was it. Um, but what really got me to go check was we saw this girl who must have been 17 or something and she was totally clothed, like fully dressed, not even wearing like, um, a swimsuit. She was just dressed and she was coming back from the beach with her hand over her mouth and her eyes like the size of bread plates. <laughs> right. And her mom was sitting there laughing at her, at waiting at the car, watching her come back like this. And I was like, I got to go to see. So I went and looked and I was like, yep, there's a couple of naked people. Um, they're all dudes. And uh, well, I've seen the nude beach now. But at the same time, I was like, I would love to like just go nude at a nude beach. Yeah. But the more I did this research, the more I was like, I could take or leave it. I have no problem and probably would still like to like go nude at a very secluded nude beach. But I get the impression that public nude beaches and I don't even think I would enjoy like a nudist resort nude beach. It would have to just be like a remote deserted island. Not because of any shame or anything like that, but because I just think that that would be the way that I most enjoyed the experience of just being nude out there on the beach. You, you know what I mean? Be nude on the beach with just like you and your wife. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, just hanging out. You want to own your own beach. I guess. I think that's <laughs> what I'm getting at. I'm hoping a, a wealthy listener will send us one. Uh, so here's my experience with that very beach. Uh, was that Playa Linda or Klondike? Or is Playa, it basically the Playa same? Linda. All right. So my deal was many years ago, I did a, a long, like three month, out west trip with my best friend Brett and we we started in Atlanta and said all right what's where should we go first and this is pre-internet and I you know when you're doing book research and I said there's this place in Florida near Canaveral that's called Klondike Beach and I said and I don't know if this is true but what I read is that there is a, a law enforcement vacuum there because no one it, there's some or- overlap with counties uh-huh. And national land where there's a space where there's no law. Yeah, there's supposedly a place in, I think, Yosemite National Park that's like that, too. Well, yeah, I've heard that stupid story where you can, like, kill somebody and get right, away with right. it. Right, right. Is think that not th- true? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think this is they, – they would I, – I remember reading that article, and they're, they would get you, you know, somehow. Sure. Um, But I think there wasn't, like – I think it wasn't no law, but there wasn't – technically, there was no legal – uh, overseer of this one area and that was Klondike beach. Mm-hmm. And there were, you could, there were hippies smoking weed and nudists. And I was like, that's where we should start. <laughs> right. I have no idea what drew me. Cause you know, it wasn't like I was going for either one of those things. There's a, that sounds a bit like a place called rec beach in Vancouver, 
where it's not like there's no jurisdiction or questionable jurisdiction. It's just really hard to get to. Like yeah. There's like 400 steps down to the beach. <laughs> so apparently the cops a long time ago said, whatever, you guys can do whatever you right. want there. We don't care. So not only is it a nude beach, it's like a, a drug-addled, um, drunken beach. Um, but apparently it's a lot of fun. But supposedly they started cracking down on it recently, and it's not as fun as it once was. Well, I do remember actually what drew me was you can you can camp on the beach there, which is right. sort of rare to – it wasn't a campground. There's like backcountry camping on the sand, uh, and you, there's not a ton of places in the States where you can do that. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun, actually. It was Waking great. up to the sound of waves like that. Uh, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did go down there, and we did camp, and it was a great way to start the trip. And we did. There's this dude walked up to us. This, uh, And, of course, I think this is usually the story. This, you know, probably 50-something-year-old man, butt-naked, walks up to us and just starts a conversation. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So I got a lot of, like, differing advice from doing research on this. Yeah. What, how, so the guy started a conversation with you. Yep. Um, what did you do? Did you go, Hey, Bob, good to meet you. Nice penis. Like that Saturday Night Live sketch? No, I think we just tried to treat it like a normal conversation, which it was. The, the, I guess what I've been hearing differing things on is that at, at nude beaches, you will possibly be surprised by the standoffishness of the, the nude bathers. Um, you might be expecting free spirits like Bob, the guy you met, right? Yeah, I think the deal is, and we will be corrected through listener mail, but I think if you are clothed, they may be a little more standoffish. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, if you're not clothed, that's that's all kind of part of the community. And we should do a larger one on nudists at some point. I could not agree more. I, I had an idea, but I had no idea how um, lengthy and... <laughs> <laughs> long-standing <laughs> yes. the the uh nude nudism movement is or the na- naturism movement i should say yeah naturalists like from what i understand they're very much a community and uh it, it, that's the whole point is to normalize it to where it's just like talking on the beach with anybody right like it's not like any different than being clothed and that's their whole bag is hey this is just this is how we come into the world and we have all shamed each other with our bodies over mm-hmm. the years right. to where we have clothed ourselves. And, of course, I, you know, me growing up Southern Baptist, I have a very weird relationship with nudity. Right. To the point where I'm like, yeah, man, like, what's the big deal? Europeans have got it right. It's just your body. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And then the other half of me says, oh, my God, put some clothes on, <laughs> you know. Do you want to go to hell today? Right. And it's not even that. It's just. I guess I'm kind of shy. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm sure it's it's ingrained shyness. Too, oh yeah, for sure. You know, from from an upbringing like that. Yeah. Um. So you uh, you definitely hit on something, right? So when you're talking about the naturist movement, like if you go to a naturist resort, like a specific a nude beach that's part of a naturist resort where you have to say be a member to get in or something like that. Yes. Um. You, yes, you're going to find people who are very happy that you're there and they're very happy to be naked and everybody's very happy that everyone's naked, right? Yes. Um, but you're also probably going to encounter something like compulsory, uh, compulsory nudity. 
to where if you're there, you have to be naked. They don't want yes. anybody coming along and be like, what's this all about? No. What are you guys doing over here? Shake your, shake your money maker for me. Right. You know? Yeah. They're not into that. No. Nor so they have to them. have, they have to have their own, um, set aside resorts. It's like their own place. It's like a private area. Um, but it's say like a different kind of beach, like a clothing optional beach where it's a public beach that allows nudity, but it isn't compulsory. Yes. That's when it, it seems to, um, it seems to be kind of like paradise lost for the naturists, historically speaking. Well, there's a culture clash going on. There definitely is. You know? Yeah. And it seems like just about every country that has beaches has nude beaches. And yes. if they are public nude beaches where clothing is optional, it seems like the naturists who are actually there to just enjoy being naked. It has nothing to do with sex. Their kids are running around naked. Mm -hmm. The whole family's there. It's a very family-oriented naked beach. Um, tend to lose control of it because outside elements usually come in, start like partying, having public sex, and then all of a yeah. sudden this nude beach gets a terrible reputation and the, the government steps in, local people complain, and usually when they do, it's successful, and the government steps in, and nobody can be naked anymore, and it's ruined for all the naturists. Yeah, and that, that is not the same thing at all as topless beaches that you find um, in, in Europe and mm -hmm. in some places here in the United States. Uh, I went to one of those, too, and, I mean, you call it a topless beach. It was, I think, it was just a beach, you know? I think a lot of the beaches in Europe are topless. It's not like a big thing. Right. And we saw, you know, ladies with their, uh, with their no bikini top on. And of course, being a kid, I was young. I was like, Oh, hi, hey. You're like that wolf in the cartoon where his <laughs> jaw just hits the floor. But I was respectful because I knew even then, like, you know, you don't want to ogle somebody because that's probably not too cool. Sure. But then even as a young guy, it normalized and I was like, Oh, well. That's just a body part. It ain't a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That after you turn, I don't know, 19 or 20, it's really easy to become desensitized to that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? So let's take a break, man. Yeah, and a lot of good setup there. Yeah. That was a lot of setup. Um, Teeth and penises and <laughs> right. all kinds of things. Boobs, the whole shebang. Woo. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. That's why SK. You should know. So Chuck, you've mentioned it a couple of times, and it seems like anybody who even basically knows about new beaches tends to think of Europe. Sure. And for good reason, too. There was a survey in 2016 that surveyed, I think, like um, 90 different countries or something like that. It was a pretty extensive survey to find out what the attitudes were toward nude sunbathing on public beaches. Yeah. And they found that Austrians, the Austrians, I really would not have guessed the Austrians. And I'm not I'm not misspeaking Australians. I mean, the people from Austria. Do they have a shoreline, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I wish I did, but I don't know. At any rate, they're fine with nudism. They, At the very least, I'm sure they have sandy lakes. Mm -hmm. 
they're fine with with nude sunbathing at the beach. Um, something like seventy six percent of Austrians say it's quote absolutely acceptable to sunbathe in the nude in public. Um, it used to be Germany was the was the champion of being cool with nude sunbathing. And they're famous, very famous shoreline. But they yes, and the North Sea. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they fell to second place. Seventy two percent of Germans say it's absolutely acceptable. And you're but, sure it didn't say Australians, right? Because they're I'm way positive. down with it. Okay. Yeah, I know. Austra- well, Australia has a has a um, a roller coaster relationship with nude beaches. I think it depends on who's in charge of the culture at any given point in time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe while we're there, we'll be in charge of the culture for a short time. Yeah. Nudity I think, everywhere. I think <laughs> Until man, Chuck gets grossed out. <laughs> our shows are about to get raucous. Yeah, you never know. A nude show. How about that? So, uh, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I mean the audience, not us. Uh, so uh, I'm still not comfortable with that either. Well, that's how, how they say to, uh, the reason I say that is because. It's they like say a two to, live crew show. They say to picture your audience in the nude. Right. To, if you're nervous. I think they say underwear. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I remember that Brady Bunch. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh i so i don't know australians okay but i do know 18 percent of americans say it's absolutely acceptable somebody than the news that seems about right pretty low percentage that's what i'd figure well you know who had an even lower percentage um is italians huh 71 percent of italians say they are not okay with having somebody sunbathe nude by them in on a public beach that surprises me it surprises me as well, but such is the way. But they're kind of an outlier as far as Europe goes. And Europe actually, again, have some of the earliest nude beaches around. Um, this article says that, like, the first one was uh, in Bordeaux in France. Yeah. That, that um, started around after World War II. But I actually saw footage of a nude beach in Georgia, the country, not the state, uh. from dating from the 1920s. Whoa. So as far as nudity goes, Georgia is even more progressive than France, apparently. I don't know about progressive. I think sometimes it's just, you know, freaks are going to let their flag fly. No, you got it. You got it. And it, and if you got a group of them together, I don't care if it's 1920 in Georgia, mm-hmm. and they find each other, they're going to do it. I don't think that necessarily means that Georgia was super progressive. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Or maybe it does. I don't know. But I'm just saying, and that's the case with these, a lot of these nude beaches is it bears pointing out some of these are sanctioned and some of them are just have happened over the years to this extent where, like you said, the local cops are just kind of like, they're not hurting anybody. This is sort of where they gather and everyone knows that so they can either choose to go there or stay away from there. Yep. And these places are, are usually somewhat removed too. Not all the times, but usually like I remember with Klondike beach, it wasn't the, it wasn't like the main beach. You had to kind of work a bit to get there. Yep. It's almost always, if not remote, as far as just beaches in general go, it is like the, say the northernmost part or the southernmost part. So it's secluded in some way, shape or form. Yes. I read this fascinating article about um, a nude beach off of Palm Beach called Air Force Beach. Okay. And it was a private island owned by uh, John D. MacArthur, 
of the famous John, <laughs> John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur uh-huh. Foundation. NPR fame. And he, yeah, and he um, made his billions selling insurance, I believe. And he uh, apparently was a bit of a naturist himself, but he had like he allowed people to use his beach and he also allowed one of the sides of the beach to become a nude beach. And there was a big struggle because he died as he was signing over um, or his son was signing over the deed to this beach to the county with the stipulation that this part remain nude. And he died before the nude part document was signed. So the county took the beach and was like, no, we're not going to sign that other thing. And there's been a struggle ever since. I think that was in the nineties when he died. Um, but it was, it was a, uh, a lost nude beach. But for a while there, there was apparently something like 5,000 people a day coming there to sunbathe nude on the weekends. It was one of America's most populated nude beaches. Did and it? it was all because it was this old rich guy's, um, he was okay with it. He Did it have a sign that said, these penises are brought to you in part by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur <laughs> Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> and you push a button and it's read by Ira Glass. Yeah. Actually, Ira doesn't read those, does he? Can you do it, though? I think everyone wants to hear that. No, I don't think so. I've retired my Ira Glass impression. Oh. Uh, the other thing with some of these beaches is, um, like, sometimes they're so remote and removed, this it's just sand and you're on your own. Right. Uh, like, they may not even have, like, trash cans and stuff. Uh, other ones are a little more advanced and they might have activities. They might have a, a beach, uh, well, a toilet, but what do you call it? Like a, like a bathhouse. Right, right. Uh, and a shower or maybe they even serve booze. Um, but it, it bears pointing out that I don't, I think a lot of Americans and especially like more, uh, conservative, like in the, the kind of way I grew up, more conservative religious Americans might mm-hmm. think, that's just like a hedonistic sexual free for all with these weirdos. Yep. And that is generally not the case at all. It is a bunch of old people <laughs> naked <laughs> and talking to each other about, you know, whatever the economy, how the fish are biting. Yeah. I don't think how the fish are biting. Well, hopefully I, not. I, as long as it's not sea turtles, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, the, we can't really overstate. That a genuine naturist nudist's nude beach has nothing to do with sex. It might be a sensual experience to have like, you know, this one guy quoted in the article says, you know, like just being out there and feeling the breeze and feeling the water and all that. It's sensual. Sure. But this guy's talking about the senses, like like the tactile senses just yeah. making him feel good. He's not saying like, you know. I got a uh, giant erection. Right. Because of it. Yes. It's not about sex. And again, a lot of these places are more family friendly than even adjacent beaches. Yeah. And there is no shame in our bodies. Right. And we respect each other's bodies. I mean, they're probably the least or, or most open minded body type community on planet Earth. Right. Yeah. You would think so. You know, like there's no body shaming in nudist communities. That's the whole point. Yeah. They all come together to accept uh, where we all uh, hang and 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 wrinkle and all the things that happen to bodies over the years. Mm-hmm. Sprout weird goat hairs. <laughs> well, you should take care of those. I was. Re- yeah. Even the nudists are like, you <laughs> need to do something about this. Yeah, you just come back Cover to your up. little cabana and there's a, like a pair of tweezers and scissors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on your pillow. 
I was reading, um, dude, Milwaukee used to have a nude beach. Huh. Yeah. I was pretty surprised to hear that one, but it was called Paradise Beach and it was like a legit, I think it was clothing optional because it was county. Usually if it's a government beach, they can't legally exclude anybody. So it has to be clothing optional. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, I think it was clothing optional. It was Paradise Beach, but it was like family oriented nudist beach. Um, and it was adjacent or just down the beach from a beach called Bradford Beach. And that was a, um, you had to wear clothing beach. It's not nudist, but it was a party beach. And Bradford Beach, where you had to wear clothes, was a bigger party beach than um, Paradise Beach, which was a clothing optional beach. Yeah. And that's usually how it how it is. Although eventually, and this is normally the case, sometime in the early 90s, some of the people from Bradford Beach started hanging out naked on Paradise Beach right. and started like getting wasted and having sex and it wasn't family friendly anymore and there were complaints and then the Paradise Beach is no longer. Yeah, that the whole sex thing is weird to me. It's not like a, a bathing suit is, if that's the barrier that keeps you from just going hog wild sexually, mm -hmm. it's not much of a barrier. No, it's true. Uh, I get the impression that this Hallover Park in Miami it is known as the largest nude beach in the United States yeah. and one of the most popular in the world. So says our article. Mm -hmm. um, I get the feeling it's it's way more of a party scene. Yes, it is. Because have you ever been there? No, I was reading about it. Yeah, I read about it and I looked up pictures. And of course, you know, I'm sitting at my desk today looking at nude people on the beach. Mm -hmm. It's part of the job. But um, there's pictures <laughs> of, you know, it looks like a spring break with like 40 people posing and they're all naked. And th th these were younger people, too. This wasn't like the well, old, older set. It's Miami. I mean, it was all kind of people, older and younger. Right. But um, and again, just because I am who I am, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of completely normal, actually. And the other part of me went, oh, my God, what is going on there? <laughs> I just don't know what to think. It's funny. It is funny and sad. But I mean, <laughs> the very fact that you are aware of it means that there's hope for addressing it like once and for all. Yeah. I the, think the nudity problem. Yeah. <laughs> it, you just go one way or the other. Either be like, I'm totally fine with nudity. I'm going to make this my mission uh -huh. to just be fine with nudity. Totally. Or just go never nude. Just always wear like that pair of like Daisy Dukes under your clothes. No, but like you said, I am fine with it in my adult, rational, evolved brain. Mm -hmm. But that shame is so ingrained. I know, man. From childhood, it's really hard to It'll escape. It'll get you. It. It'll get you. All right, let's take another break. How, okay. how about that? And we'll come back and talk a little bit about Cape Cod and uh, some of the behaviors you should obviously avoid. S-Y-S-K. You should know. S-Y-S-K. You should know. Josh Clark. All right, so I promised a little Cape Cod talk. Uh, we mentioned Hallover Park. Uh, there's Black's Beach in San Diego, very popular, longstanding nude beach. Yeah, uh, one of the first in the U.S., I think. Yeah, for sure. And that, of course, San Diego. They, I figured they would have one there. Yeah, dude, San Diego beaches in the 70s were like yeah. whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, it's like Three's Company all day long. Yeah, but like the place. not just the innuendo, like the yeah. stuff they were making innuendo <laughs> about was actually going on there. Right. 
Uh, I always think of, um, whenever I think of like San Diego in the seventies and Three's Company, I think of the, uh, what were those bars called? Fern bars? Yeah, fern bars mm-hmm. that we covered in the bars episode. Yeah, the Regal Beagle was like it, literally a fern bar. I think they had yeah. ferns there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Cape Cod in the 1970s, uh, in Massachusetts had a bit of a, uh, fight going on their hands uh the nps the national park service outlawed public nudity um and it was a big deal because there were i guess in parts of cape cod there were people that would go nude um it ended up in lawsuits and the nude ban was upheld and they i believe still are the only national park with a specific ban on nudity yeah it's not i didn't know that it's not a federally it's not a federal law no, basically. in any federal park. Yeah, apparently, except Cape Cod now. Yep, it's the only one. So, congratulations, Cape Cod. You really showed your butt. Yeah, and <laughs> and I love it here. It says now, if there are conflicts, uh, the park employees attempt to resolve it informally. Right. Like, I think everyone's just like, come on, you know, can we just work this out? Like, why don't you go over here? You go over there, and don't look at them. And can I go back? You know, to my office. <laughs> and eat some, which is uh, which is a you need a lobster roll <laughs> rough hewn log cabin of my own making probably so um so yeah you you uh, cape cod is kind of an outlier usually there are like a nude beach getting legislated it will go one of two ways like the, it'll start with a, a beach that people just say this is our new nude beach we're going to start being nude here taking my pants off it's very remote normally it's hard to get to, and a lot of nudists prefer it that way. Like, it's a little harder for them to get to it, but that also means that it's a little harder for um, perverts and, um, you know, looky-loos to get to. Well, plus, remote beaches are the best kind of beaches, you know? Right, so yeah. So they end up getting a score with, like, a very remote kind of tranquil scene. Yep. Uh, and then, so you've got that. It'll be an unofficial public beach, public nude beach, uh, and then something will happen and the the local government will either legislate that um, officially it's clothing optional or else, no, it's not. Everybody needs to get dressed. Um, normally, it's every everybody needs to get dressed because usually it's the result of a complaint. Like there's a there's some residents or an HOA group or somebody nearby yeah. who considers that their beach and doesn't want a bunch of naked people frolicking around. Yeah. And if the nudists are trying to make their case, like, no, we just want to be naked. We're not perverts or anything like that. If they're making their case, it's usually, again, underscored by people like getting wasted and having public sex on the nude beach. Right. Um, which brings us, Chuck, I think, to um, where we should share some tips to people who are thinking of maybe going to a nude beach. And the cardinal rule of a genuine nude beach is no sex. Don't have sex on the beach. No one wants to see that. Yeah, I think the first two cardinal rules of a nude beach, don't have sex and don't be a creep, are the same rules at a regular beach. Definitely. Just don't, you don't want to be a creep with your clothes on or off. Yeah, this one says, you know, it goes to a lot of um, trouble to say, like, don't take pictures of people. No, don't take pictures. They, I mean, they mention selfies. Like, if you're in the background, you may not realize someone's in the background. Or, God forbid, if there's a child in the background right, as well, part of a nudist yeah. family, like, just put your camera away for a bit. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're taking pictures and there's a naked kid running around, 
you are really putting your life in jeopardy depending on that kid's father and what his opinions are on creeps. Very true. So, but again, my point is, is that applies to regular beaches too. Yeah. Fully clothed beaches. Don't take pictures of people at the beach. That's, that's creepy and wrong. Agreed. What else? What's another tip? Uh, this says, and these were, we should point out, these were from the Hallover Beach website. Uh, and that's the, the, the party beach in Miami. Um, it says, don't just sit right down next to another person <laughs> if there's like plenty of space on the beach. And again, that's sort of like a regular beach. It's, it would be a little weird on a very, when I was just at, at Isle of Palms, not many people there on a weekday this time of year, mm-hmm. like hundreds of yards in between blankets and chairs. If someone would have sat down right next to me, I would have been like, eh, that's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go over there or over there or anywhere else? And especially true on a nude beach. And then you turn and the person is actually made of sand and they blow away. <laughs> what, what is that? I just made it up. Okay. Not everything's a reference. All right. I didn't know if that was some sort of weird fantasy film or something. No. What maybe, else? Maybe Dune. Uh, <laughs> this thing uh, says, be sure to bring a towel. Yeah, this was good advice. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obvious. And they say that most people, nudists, bring two towels, uh, one to sit on and put all your uh, junk on that can get potentially gross, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. another one to actually dry your face with. Right. I would have brought a towel just to dry off with, but it wouldn't have occurred to me like, no, you also need to bring a towel to sit on. Like if you're going to sit on a stool or a chair or something, nobody wants your butt funk on their chair. No. That's grody. And you don't want somebody else's either. So let's think here. Yeah, I would say a beach chair rental company at a nude beach is probably not thriving. (laughs) Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, that should be a tip as well. Like maybe bring your own chair. Uh, Another tip that it said is if you get an erection, there's ways of taking care of that. Get in the water, turn over onto your stomach. Think about nuns playing baseball. (laughs) I mean, if you're getting an erection on a on a nude beach, I don't know. That's I'm not sure what to say about that. Well, you could be like 13. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. No, but I mean, but even if you're a dude and it's your first time or something gets you just right, yeah, there's got to got to be some sort of etiquette for that. I think the point of this is is like, don't just walk around like, hey, everybody, it's happening, check it out. Right. You know, like you want to just kind of keep that to yourself. Is is the point? Yeah, I would think that would be uh, a big, like, stay away from me sign to pe- other people. Right. You know? You could take an eye out. Oh, man. I really feel like we may have crossed lines here or there <laughs> in this episode, and I'm not sure. Yeah. You think so? No. I, I just, I, I'm surprised that I'm able to make it through this episode, to be yeah. honest. I'll bet there's a lot of people who are like, can't, I can't listen to Josh and Chuck talk about this one. Uh, bring sunscreen, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, kind of kidding around, but definitely not kidding around because, uh, they make the very fine point. If you're in your twenties or thirties or forties and it's your first time ever doing this, mm-hmm. then by all accounts, it's probably the first time your body parts down there, your private parts have seen the sun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a bad recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Can you imagine no, bad sunburn there? No. Could not imagine. Yeah, this sunburn will ruin your vacation period. Yeah. I can imagine a sunburned uh, penis mm-hmm. would really put a dent in things. Yeah, this article suggests even bringing a hat to use, <laughs> which I thought was smart. Yeah, I got my, a couple, my pith helmet. <laughs> I got, that would definitely work. I got a couple more things. What else? Um, so back in the uh, the 19th century, the the Victorians were pretty well known for being pretty prudish, right? Yeah. Um, on the surface, that is. Yes, exactly on the surface. But at a public beach, all of that is out on display, so the surface is all that matters, right? So I ran across this invention that they came up with, at least in Australia, if not in the in England as well. But they um. They had cabanas on the back of wagons that were pulled by horses and you would get into the cabana and the horse would draw the wagon with you and the cabana in it out to the ocean and then you would get out into the water so that nobody else would see you in any kind of remote state of undress. And we're still talking like wrists and ankles covered. Um, that was too much. So they would get in these private cabanas and be drawn by horse out to the water. Wow. Yes. That's a, that was crazy. And then fast forward to the 1950s and there was a, a nudist trend that sparked all over Australia. And I think now Australia has something like, um, I think five designated nude beaches, which I was surprised it was that little because in Britain, there's 11 of them. Really? Yeah. I was surprised by that too. And there's a great quote from this one counselor, Brighton, uh, who was like, I guess, a local elected official from back in 1979 when Brighton became the first official nude beach. He said, I personally have got no objection to people showing their breasts and bosoms and general genitalia to one another. Jolly good luck to them. But for heaven's sake, they should go somewhere more private. Hmm. Isn't that a great quote? Yeah, maybe that's where I lie. <laughs> is it really so you have a problem with nude beaches no they're, they're fine just not for me gotcha what about the private 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 nude beach that i envision the island that you own mm-hmm. i would visit it without you there <laughs> and i would pull my shorts down for a minute for 60 seconds right but not past the ankle you just stand there with <laughs> oh no 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 there. i would still have my hands on them I see. And I'd be like, joke's on you, whole island's under surveillance. <laughs> joke's on you, it's a surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's new beaches, man, unless you got anything else. I got nothing else. Uh, if you want to know more about nude beaches and you made it this far through the episode, or what we could probably call a psychodrama between me and Chuck, you can uh, type that word in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And we'll bring up this fine article. And since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this, we helped a dude get into medical school. And here goes. Hey, guys. Um, I started listening at the beginning of middle school. Although the moment I was completely hooked was when I listened to the Delta Force episode. Since then, I don't think I missed an episode for nine years straight. Wow. Uh, jumping back to present day, a few weeks ago, I had a medical school interview. Uh, One of the interviewers asked me something to the effect of, uh, how have you cultured a spirit of continuous learning in your life 
outside the classroom. One of the things I brought up was stuff you should know, and the interviewer who asked the question was a fan. Uh, that shared connection at the beginning of the interview really helped to break the ice a bit, and the rest of the interview went really smoothly. I just heard back that I had been accepted. Uh, I guess I can't say that our mutual love of SYSK was the reason I got in, but I do think that having that connection helped me to relax and nail the interview from that point on, so thanks for helping break the ice for me. Uh, hearing back from you guys would make my week. Uh, we'll do you one better, Isaac Lamb. We read mm-hmm. it on the air. Good luck in med school. Uh, he lives in Indianapolis, said he wants us to visit there for a tour. And I think we're going to try and hit up Indianapolis at some point. It's possible. And, um, yeah, way to go, buddy. Yeah, congratulations on getting into med school, Isaac. Great name, too, by the way. Agreed. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us like Isaac did, you can tweet to us. I'm at Josh um, Clark and at SYSK Podcast. Chuck's on Facebook at Charles W. Chuck Bryant and at Stuff You Should Know. Uh, you can email us at stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. <laughs>